Hello homies, today our topic is infertility. It affects so many couples these days and it can be a huge source of heartache and frustration. What if there was a natural, effective, non-invasive and cost-effective way for you to conceive? Well, I'm here to tell you that homeopathy may hold the answer for you. Today, we speak with Australian homeopath Liz Laylor, who is world-renowned for her homeopathic fertility protocol, which is used by homeopaths worldwide, including myself. Just a heads up, this episode is more like a lecture than an interview, as Liz wanted to jump right in and get straight to the good stuff. This protocol is not something you could do yourself at home. You would need to see a homeopath trained in this method. This podcast will, however, give you an idea of this wonderful protocol that us homeopaths have to help our clients with infertility. There is also some tips in the podcast in relation to how candida affects fertility, as well as the optimal day in your cycle for conception. So I believe listeners from the general public will still find this podcast very helpful. If you're listening to this episode with little ones around, please note that this episode contains adult themes, so it's not appropriate for younger listeners. Enjoy this episode and let's jump right in. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout Podcast, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangouts. Today, we are speaking with homeopath, author, and educator, Liz Laylor. Welcome, Liz. Thank you very much. Okay, so we've got a limited time. Let's make the best of it. Okay, so a few years ago, the father of two of my patients rang me up and he wanted to make an appointment. I said, why? He said, general health. I said, oh, okay. All right. Came for the appointment. He said, now listen, you got one daughter pregnant, right, who had been trying for about eight years. Like, how did you get her pregnant? And I'm like, look, I said, is this why you've come to see me? He said, yes. And he said, then you got another daughter pregnant, right, who lived in Sydney, who's done IVF, yeah, like for quite a few years, and she had an ovarian reserve of less than 1%. So he was very scientific man. He said, I want you to explain how you did this. I said, excuse me, is this why you've made the appointment? He said, yes. So I've got a little bit sort of like, Eek! I said, do you realise I'm charging you for this consult? He said, charge me whatever, but explain it to me. <laughs> so I couldn't do a really good job of explaining it, but what I want to do is explain how I set up the fertility program, why it works and what it does. So explain it as if I had a second chance of explaining it to him, mm-hmm. right, which I didn't do a good job the first time round. <laughs> So, first of all, my own personal history was that I had endometriosis. So I'd gone to, you know, like a gynae really early on. I'd had several laparoscopies. They'd said to me, there's no way you're going to get pregnant, right? Forget it. It's all over. So I tried myself doing a few different homeopathics, like combining them together I I did that for three months and then we got pregnant the first time we tried. So I'd originally studied natural medicine and vitamins, all sorts of things in the early 80s. So I then went back the end of the 80s, early 90s 
to go back to study homeopathy. So mm-hmm. I'd studied homeopathy in a really vague way, like pretty much what you would do in a naturopathic degree. So I went back and started again and did the whole homeopathic diploma. Then when I was um, going to do the student clinic, I was already working as a practitioner and I'd already been working so for like 20 years. So I had an advantage over everybody else. So I brought in my existing patients into the student clinic and they just happened to be three patients who all wanted to get pregnant. And then I'd studied what was called the Vanier system, which is a form of homeopathy that's used in France, in Germany, in Austria, and it's a system where you don't prescribe just one remedy. You Like in Australia, our training was very much around you prescribe one what's called constitutional remedy that's meant to do the whole story and maybe you might prescribe one remedy that's called a miasmic remedy, which I'll explain what they are in a sec. So what I did was I thought, okay, I've got three people here. So I took one woman, I did a constitutional prescription, gave her one remedy. She didn't get pregnant. I took the other two women and did what is very similar to what I have worked out in the fertility program with those two women. They both got pregnant, right? And I thought, okay, we're on a roll. So let's just work this out, work out what I'm doing, and let's refine it. So let me just go through what the program involves. So the program involves several remedies. So in a Vanier prescription in homeopathy, you can pick several remedies, but they all have to be compatible with each other. So in homeopathy, sometimes the homeopathic remedies can antidote each other. So these all have to be able to work together. So what I did, and I I sat down and I thought, okay, now what are the problems with people trying to get pregnant? The first problems are, one, that their follicle stimulating hormone might be a little bit high and they're starting to go into perimenopausal, which is not that unusual given that the majority of the women who are coming to see me who are much older. So they're already starting to have potentially cycles that are irregular. So I thought, okay, so that has to be the first remedy that I pick because the majority of women are older. So basically I went through um, Boraki and the Materia Medica and everything and all sorts of books like Vermeulen, et cetera. And basically I came up with folliculinum, which is a homeopathic that is derived from follicle-stimulating hormone. The easiest way to describe it to the general public is that it's very similar to vaccination. So, for example, if you came to see me and you had really bad hay fever, your eyes were red, watering, etc., I would give you an, a remedy called Allium Cepa, which is basically derived from onions. So it would mimic what you would experience if you were chopping up onions. So it's similar to vaccination. So the follicles, like folliculinum, 
So in the program that I use, I use the folliculinum a couple of days before where I would want someone to ovulate. So what does folliculinum do? It stimulates ovulation. So that is actually going to regulate your cycle. It's going to get you to ovulate. It will move the ovulation into the middle of the cycle. So sometimes women who are trying to get pregnant can't ovulate or they're ovulating extremely late, which is not so good because then the luteal phase where you need to build progesterone in that part of the cycle is too short. So I put in folliculinum. Then I thought, okay, I need remedies that are going to be able to deal with the actual period itself and what's irregular in it. So then what I did was I chose Thuya, which in homeopathic is a miasmic remedy. And what that means, it's like... um, I always say it clears the epigenetics. I think that's exactly. like the simplest Whatever way that you is, could That's yeah. what it does. Yeah. It's sort of like a core remedy. Mm-hmm. So basically I came up with Thuya because Thuya is a really interesting remedy because it does several things. One, it's for, for the periods where are very suppressed, that the woman's not getting her periods. It will fix irregular cycles. It's where the periods are really light. And why is that a problem? Because the endometrial tissue that the ovum has to implant into is too thin. So it will fix that. It's also for a lot of vaginal dryness. Now, why is that a problem? Because at the time you're ovulating, what you want is very rich, thick, slimy mucus. You know, so every single, you know, woman will Google, you know, what the mucus is like at the time you're ovulating. So this is a big problem. So the Thuya does that. So I then put in Thuya. And then what I did was I thought, well, there are some women who've got the opposite of that picture, like they haven't got really scanty light periods and they've got very, very heavy periods, very clotted, lots of excessive bleeding, and that was where I put in metarinum. So often, you know, then when you're the practitioner and you're trying to choose between, you know, Thuya or metarinum, you're basically choosing on the basis of what the periods are like, Mm. okay? So then I thought, okay, I need to pick, like in the Vanier prescribing system, you have to pick the miasmic remedy. You have to pick the existing situation, which is what the folliculinum is. Often where, you know, like it's the cycles out of sync or the follicle stimulating is getting too high. So then I thought, okay, I've got to pick what is the constitutional remedy. So that's the remedy that matches the situation at the moment so homeopaths are like always looking for what is the constitutional remedy there's lots of debate around is there such a thing etc but basically what I could see in all the women coming to see me is that they were in what is you know a natrum muriaticum type of state 
And what that means is that that's a remedy and that's a remedy where they're very weepy, they're very depressed, they've got very low libido, their menstrual cycle is not necessarily regular Mm. and they've got huge panic attacks and huge mood swings Mm -hmm. from aggression to apathy. Now, that's a pretty typical picture of what it's like if you're a woman and you're trying to get pregnant and you can't get pregnant. So I thought, okay, I'll put in Natrum muriaticum. Then in the Vanier system, you have to pick a remedy, what's called a drainage remedy. And the drainage remedy is the symptoms that the organs that are not acting correctly. So in fertility, the organ that's not acting correctly is what's going to happen at the time you're ovulating. So borax is a remedy. So borax Mm -hmm. itself as a product, like borax as a chemical, causes, it's a really interesting chemical. If you Google borax, you'll see that it's a really toxic substance that it causes miscarriages. So borax as a homeopathic is one of the homeopathics that you think about in terms of that it actually prevents miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Borax also addresses a lot of symptoms of thrush, a lot of symptoms of candida. And candida and thrush are really important things to do with fertility because they interfere with the mucus that you've got at the time you're ovulating. So the mucus at the time you're ovulating is meant to be slimy. It's meant to be like when you Google it, you'll read it, it's meant to be like egg white. I'm not quite sure it's like egg white exactly. Mm -hmm. What I talk to my patients about is that it's most similar to if you've got a really heavy head cold and you're blowing your nose Mm -hmm. and it's that slimy sort of mucus. Mm -hmm. So that when you're really sexually excited and you've got mucus at the time you're ovulating, it's more slimy. So that's what it's meant to be like. And why is that really important? Because the, the sperm at the time that the man ejaculates, the sperm cling on to all of the stringy mucus and climb through the cervix. That's how they get there. So if the woman's not very lubricated and if the mucus is not so healthy, Mm -hmm. it's not going to help the situation. in, In my statistics, I'm now up to four 118 babies. Wow. (laughs) And there's 50, I think there's 58 women that I've failed with, right? And I am 100% that at least 40% of the women who I've helped get pregnant, I've basically the biggest component has been that I've put them on a candida diet, eliminated sugar, Mm. and eliminated yeast, Mm -hmm. which is change the mucosal health of their vagina. Mm -hmm. I've put them on the whole program, of course, but the big component 
in their fertility has been that they've actually changed their diet, taken out the sugar, the yeast. They've got rid of the thrush or candida or whatever you want to call it. Their mucus health has improved and they've got pregnant. Mm-hmm. The other 60% have been women who were not ovulating. Age was a component, right? Or their cycle, they had polycystic ovaries, polycystic ovaries disorder or syndrome, and their cycle was all out of sync. And age was a component. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so that's the importance of mucus. So the borax is the drainage remedy. So that is in the Vanier system where you prescribe a whole stack of remedies. The borax comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then in the Vanier system, you do what's called a lesional remedy. And the lesional remedy is for the structural damage. So the structural damage remedy that I picked was sepia. Now, you know, sepia is a homeopathic that most practitioners will use for every single woman who's got premenstrual tension. Mm-hmm. Bloating before the period, very dry vagina, low libido, but it's a remedy that you think of structurally in this combination. It's because the cycle is irregular. It's also the remedy you think of for repeated miscarriages. Mm-hmm. It's also such a great remedy. Yes, it's fantastic. Morning remedy. sickness, postnatal depression, you name it. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful hormonal remedy. But the big component about structurally why it's important is because it's for very, very, very painful periods mm. where there's a lot of endometriosis, where the mucus at the time that the woman is ovulating is very watery and very acidic. Yeah. So it's a beautiful remedy to put in the mix. So to go back to the story of the father who came to visit me, he was a scientist for a start. So he was very angry about homeopathy because from his understanding, why would homeopathy work? Now, a few years ago, I lectured in Washington and I was lucky enough to be lecturing at the same conference that Luke Montagna was wow. lecturing at. Yeah, so he was a, the um, Nobel Prize. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm just saying for those who don't know. Yes, he had just done a lot of research into what's called nanoparticles and he was basically at that lecture to give a lecture on nanoparticles and homeopathy and why homeopathy actually now they've started to see why it scientifically was going to be valid. I personally did not understand one single word that man said. (laughs) However, I know homeopathy works, right? Exactly. And in my practice, I can tell you up front that at least 90% of the couples coming to see me would never have considered homeopathy, Mm -hmm. would not have gone to a homeopath or even a naturopath or even a herbalist in their entire life. Seriously have had some people who, similar to the father, have been very aggressive Mm -hmm. in terms of 
why does this work? How does this work? And I don't understand how it works. <laughs> and I had um, one couple who came to see me and the guy was, I know what works and what doesn't work. And we've done IVF and we've been told that we're not going to ever get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. But meanwhile, his wife is sitting next to him, crying her eyes out, going, I want to try this. Mm -hmm. He's in the middle of the consultation arguing with her about how this doesn't work and homeopathy doesn't work. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat with couples like that. So these are people that are completely sceptical to homeopathy. They actually resent having to come and see you because it goes against everything that they have been told about homeopathy or maybe they don't even know about it, but they just know it's something alternative and they're not happy with it. But you are literally their last resort. Yes, they've not heard from me from one person. Mm -hmm. They have often heard (laughs) from me from at least three people. And then when they've got the third person, they'll then ring me up. Mm -hmm. And I think, why wouldn't you just ring me up after the first person? <laughs> but no, it's because, you know, homeopathy's got a very bad rap, which I understand, yeah? Uh, it's not like I don't understand it. And I basically said to this couple, look, let's just try. Let's just do this and we try, okay? This is, it's going to cost you this amount. Mm-hmm. The IVF already has cost you this amount. Mm-hmm. So in comparison to that, we're talking about a very small amount of money, okay? Anyway, they got pregnant the first cycle. Wow. <laughs> no, seriously. But you know what? After they had the first baby, they tried to get pregnant again. I can think of at least six couples that have done this with me. They then went back to IVF. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> After not being able to get pregnant the second time, they went back to IVF. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not knocking IVF because I've probably helped three times as many people do my program because they need to do IVF mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. Maybe they don't have fallopian tubes, all sorts of things. And I don't include those couples in my statistics. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a wonderful group of IVF doctors that you know, will recommend people to me and I'll recommend people to them. I'm, yeah, it's very nice. But this couple went back to IVF, mm-hmm. right? They couldn't get pregnant. Then they came back to me. Mm-hmm. Then they did the same thing again mm-hmm. where the guy argued with me. And I'm not talking about like a little bit of argument. I'm talking about like you would sort of sit there and go, this man is actually being rude. That has happened the whole way through his fertility program. Then they got pregnant the next cycle. Yeah, That's that's happened at least half a dozen times. Wow. Which I understand and it's so hard to think, you know, you've tried naturally, you've gone to acupuncturist, Chinese medicine, and then eventually they'll end up to come to see me. (laughs) I think that's the most amazing thing with your fertility program is 
People don't come and see you as a first resort. They come to see you as a last resort. Hmm. So the fact that you're still having, I think it was like 87% success rate. I've got a higher statistic at the moment. It's around about 88. Wow. And that is nuts considering these are people who had no hope. The medical system had pretty much given up on them. They had given up on themselves and then they come to see you as a last resort and you were able to create this magic. It's yeah, unbelievable. I and I get excited about it because I've been using your protocol in my clinic for years now. And I have got many babies to prove that your protocol works. People yes. who have given, been given up. I've also had somebody who the IVF specialist said they had less than 1% chance of actually yeah. falling pregnant. And um, we were able to, she's got a baby, beautiful baby. He's almost two years old now. And I've got so many stories to share. And that's, yeah, why I yeah. I completely believe you when you say these people came to see you. And they just you know, almost resented having to come and see you. <laughs> I know it's extraordinary, but <laughs> as homeopaths, we need look. I don't take it personally, so my my thing is let's just try. Yeah, we'll see how this goes, mm-hmm. and it's just delightful. Yeah, and the other thing that's amazing is the way, like your whole program. I can imagine that you probably got a lot of flack from the homeopathic community as well, because it's a very different way of prescribing. And I can imagine so many homeopaths would have turned their noses up at what you're doing, but the proof is in the pudding and there are hundreds of babies to show that this works, even though the method of prescribing is very, you know, unconventional, I would say it works. And when you're talking about the borax, it got me so excited because I've had so many women with really watery ovulation. It's just so watery and we give that borax and it just like makes everything nice and slimy and juicy. I like to use the word juicy (laughs) and then they're pregnant next cycle. So yeah, I completely am with you up there. In Australia, there's not too many people who do a Vanier system. Mm-hmm. But, for example, in France and in Belgium and in Germany, there's a lot of practitioners, particularly in France, who only work in a Vanier prescribing system. They don't actually use um, what's called the constitutional remedy and maybe a miasmic remedy. Mm-hmm. They just use Vanier. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so it's it's not that, you know, it's not a system that exists. It's mm-hmm. just that it doesn't exist so much in England, Australia and the USA. There's really- a lot of European countries that use this system. I then also, of course, have in the program all the things that w- you would use, like in terms of natal multivitamin and a natal multivitamin that's going to have folinic acid in it that deals with the MTHFR gene, which mm-hmm. is the main thing that causes miscarriages. And then there's all the sort of things that you would have, you know, like in terms of iron, fish oils, coenzyme Q10, NAC, all sorts of things that you would put in the program nutritionally which I do. And then I also do herbs in the program. I now mix up my own mix of herbs Mm -hmm. and those herbs, what's called a homo botanical, they're potentized. So they're they're still a herb, but they're not what's called a crude herb. Mm. Like sometimes the crude herbs, like if you use Vitex, wild jam, Tribulus, all of those are beautiful herbs, but sometimes as a crude herb, they can be too intense mm. and actually interfere with the quality of the mucus at the time you're ovulating, 
I do occasionally use really crude herbs like that and mix them up. But most of the time I use like 90% of the time I'm using what's called a homobotanical mix of herbs, which are herbs that I mix up, which are potentized to a 12x potency. So they're a system of herbs that was put together in New Zealand, but I've altered them a little bit and I mix up my own mix now. Mm -hmm. But those herbs work as a drainage and lesional system. So the Homo Botanicals, you can Google it, Homo Botanicals in New Zealand. The um, guy who put those together got them to work as a drainage and lesional system. So they they work very similar to the homeopathics. In my experience, it's a really interesting thing. It's also sometimes in homeopathy we get a little bit too puristic and we won't combine this with that and we won't use this and we won't use that. Mm-hmm. But the Homo Botanicals is a really interesting system. Basically, the woman who now runs it mm-hmm. is her name's Bernie, Bernie at Herbal Energy, all one word, dot co dot nz. Mm-hmm. And she still does those those herbs which are amazing. I've changed that mix of herbs a little bit. And I've added licorice mm-hmm. to it. The adrenals? Is, yes, it's a really nice hormonal herb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so if you wanted, like if you didn't want to mix your own mix of herbs, Bernie does a great, and it's Formula F, right? Okay, excellent. Which she does, which are really mm-hmm. good. But basically I also put, you know, which is what you've bought, the USB stick. I put the entire analysis of how I came up with all the remedies, why you would pick one remedy over another. And basically when someone's coming back to me for a follow-up consultation, basically I'm going through the entire system. So basically what I'm asking them is, First of all, how long their cycle was, whether it's a 28-day cycle and whether I've got that okay. Basically, I'm wanting to find out where they ovulated. So I'm getting people to use the LH strips, the clear blue, Mm -hmm. to regulate where they're ovulating so we know it's exact. Basically, I'm also asking about their mucus at the time they're ovulating, what the consistency was like, and then what the changes were to their period. The ideal period is about two to three days mm-hmm. where there's a good red blood, the flow is good, it, the flow's there during the day, a little bit at night, there's no clots. Mm-hmm. Like some women have got clots like this big mm. and obviously that there's not a lot of pain, mm-hmm. that their pain's reduced. Mm-hmm. So women are coming back to me and they're telling me, First of all, their emotional stress is much better because they can see changes. So the main thing that you want to see is that things have worked. So if their period, like they're saying to me, I didn't have the pain that I had. Mm -hmm. You know, you're heading in the right direction. Yes. My ovulation happened here where it's never shown up on the LH trips before. So Mm -hmm. I definitely ovulated. Mm -hmm. I've definitely got a change in the mucus. Mm -hmm. And libidos come back? Yep. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you want to know that her flow is better, that she mm-hmm. hasn't got the blood clots, etc. And then the main thing also is that you want to know her sexual energy is there, mm-hmm. that, yes, it was easy to have sex, yes, she mm-hmm. wanted to have sex, mm-hmm. and that her sexual energy was coinciding with the ovulation. Mm-hmm. Like it's a matter of tweaking when she's had sex, mm-hmm. when she ovulated. So, for example, it takes two days for the sperm to swim to where the egg is coming down. So if she's got a flashing smiley face and that she's ovulating on day 12, the ideal day for her to have sex is day 10. So we just need to make sure that she's having sex at least day 10, 12. Sometimes women want to have sex every single day over that period of time, which is fine as long as they haven't had sex for at least three days before the starting date and that they've given enough time for the sperm quantity to build up. Mm -hmm. And obviously that the guy hasn't masturbated in that time as well. So that's the main thing that you want to see. And not everyone do I put on the candida diet, but basically if they've got any symptoms of thrush, I would put them on the candida diet. Mm -hmm. And the candida diet is eliminating processed food that's got sugar added to it. It's eliminating sugar. It's also eliminating all the foods that have got yeast in it, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't realise is that fruit, like other than bananas, apples and pears, the majority of oranges are low, mandarins are low, lemons are low, but the majority of fruit, like avocados, et cetera, have got a very high mould content. Mushrooms have got a very high mould content. So you're eliminating, so it's not just the yeast in bread, that you're eliminating. You're eliminating all the yeast foods and then all the alcohol that's very high in yeast. Mm -hmm. So they can drink vodka, sake, gin, but no wine. Yeah. Beer. (laughs) Yeah, beer. Yeah. Which are really obvious. Mm -hmm. The point of this podcast is to I hope I've tried to explain some of it and that people watching it will be inspired Mm -hmm. to try to find a homeopath who does this program. Mm-hmm. So I have i don't lecture so much, and particularly the last couple of years with COVID, <laughs> it's been terrible. Yeah. But I've lectured a lot in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Perth, all around Australia, New Zealand, plus all over the world. So there's a lot of homeopaths using my technique and running this program. And I probably don't, like per year, I probably sell about five of the USB sticks. So we're not talking hundreds no. of people, yeah. right? But I've lectured enough in the UK, etc., and in Germany and in Holland mm-hmm. and in Belgium and the US that there's enough homeopaths who have got this technique and who mm-hmm. are doing it. But you should be able to find online homeopaths that are running it. Also, I don't work so much online because I don't like it so much. However, there's, you know, Leah Zinn in Sydney who works online, who I've trained and I still mentor, mm-hmm. and she's doing phenomenally well with the program. So there are homeopaths who do work online. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to do an online program. Mm-hmm. 
And just to clarify for the general public, if you are seeing your homeopath or if you are wanting to go to a homeopath maybe for the first time, just inquire to check whether they use the Liz Laylaw Fertility Protocol because it's something that's very specific. Liz, it's actually such a massive gift that you've given to homeopaths worldwide because like you said, I think I paid $160 for your USB stick. It wasn't much at all. And it's not like you get any ongoing commission or anything from me from me knowing the skills that you've taught me through this program and then helping others. So like, it's actually so that I got a commission for all the babies. You should, you really should have, (laughs) (laughs) you'd be a millionaire, (laughs) but it feels like such an incredible gift that you've left for homeopaths forever. It's, it's beautiful that you've done this and you've given us this tool and you've helped so many families directly and indirectly with what you've done. So I just have to applaud you and commend you for what you've done because it's really valuable. And so many, thank you so much. Thousands of children running around worldwide that wouldn't be if it wasn't for you. So (laughs) thank you. I think it's really really nice. And this this is the first time I've actually done any lecturing or or anything in two years. You don't understand. Like Melbourne's Mm. like crazy. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And how many days has it been now? I don't know. Yeah. I had some lockdown, 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 Mm. lockdown. Yeah, it's just unbelievable, hey. Oh. Thank goodness for technology that you're still able to share um, I know, it's all really of this nice. with the world. And thank you very much for inviting me to do this. And I hope I've managed to sort of inspire and educate that, you know, it's not just a some weird homeopathic program that hasn't actually mm-hmm. been worked out systematically because mm-hmm. it's very how it's I work very out systematic. Was, extremely systematic so that it was very logical that this did this, this did this, this did this. And the aim being that that I I, I want to inspire, it's not just about practitioners, it's about the the general public if they're looking at, okay, I can't get pregnant, Mm -hmm. what do I do? Mm -hmm. That they might go, oh, yeah, there's a Mm -hmm. whole program here and it works. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify something that you said uh, very early on in the podcast. You said there were 58 couples that you weren't able to, you said you used the word failed. Yes. I don't like that word, but I wanted to clarify that because I know for a fact that those people often then would have gone on to IVF after that and then had better results. So I know you only work with people for a certain amount of time. And if you haven't had success in that time frame, then you refer them on because yes. it's such an emotional process and you don't want to. Um, but also hold- we're working against um age absolutely because people will so come see you in their 40s 58 mm. there's it's been a while touch wood since i've failed there's one case that i no two cases in the last couple of years mm-hmm. so we're up to 58 basically there's only a very small percentage of those who have actually then succeeded with ivf as well mm. Mm-hmm. When they've gone and had everything tested, the biggest thing that seems to be the big problem is age mm. or basic chromosomal compatibility between them and their partner. Yeah, absolutely. And one couple went ahead. She tried for easily four years doing what's called PGD testing and to try to get the right chromosomal mix and then she eventually got there but I think you know it obviously cost a huge amount of money Mm. but basically there was just an incompatibility between 
her and her partner. And you hear that so often, like you yeah. know, couples will be together, not able to conceive, then they split up. Then, yes. you know, the second they're with a different partner, they fall pregnant straight away. So, yes. and haven't you, your book that you've written around compatibility, I haven't had an opportunity to read it yet, but I'm absolutely going to order it now. But can you tell us, because you've written a couple of books as well. It might be worth yes. quickly mentioning yeah. that as well, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> so this is, this is a book I wrote on homeopathic constitutional remedies with the aim being that I wrote it for the general public. It was also the first homeopathic book to make it into conventional bookshops in Australia and it was sold in readings and borders for quite a while before borders closed. It's a book that's based on films. So what I did was there's about 19 different films in there and then I dissected the relationship in the films, analysed what constitutional remedy they were, why they reacted the way they did. And then at the start of the book, there's basically bullet points and then a description of each uh, constitutional remedy. And there's probably, I think I did about, I think I did 19 quite common remedies. Mm -hmm. That sounds very fun. Can you just say the name because it's audio so they wouldn't have seen oh, the book? You just so it's it. A Homeopathic Guide to Partnership and Compatibility. Wonderful. Excellent. And, and um, you people- can get it at Amazon. Oh, excellent. And your other book is more for practitioners. I do have that one, the Delusion. Yes, the group. Delusion book and the Psychiatry book is just for practitioners. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. It's more complex. Mm-hmm. Now, Liz, I like to finish the show off just with a little bit of fun. And I ask the practitioners, what's the three remedies that they could never live without? So what's your favorite three remedies? Oh, <laughs> that I could never live without within yeah. my practice or oh, within practice? yourself, with yourself, oh, within or, or, or your practice. <laughs> on my practice. Let me just say my practice. Yeah. So probably I couldn't live without in my practice, Nature Muriaticum. Yes. And I probably couldn't live without mainly because I'm older and I'm seeing a lot of older women in menopause. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could live without lachesis mm. or sanguinara, which I mm. find the, the two remedies that work the best in terms of menopausal craziness. Oh, Otherwise, I think I would go crazy with quite a lot of my menopausal women. Mm. <laughs> and me personally, I couldn't live without my constitutional remedy, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Oh, it's been wonderful to chat with you today. Thank you so much. And thank you for the gift that you've given to homeopathy and all the families that you've helped. And I'm sure that you will agree with me, Liz, that it makes everything worthwhile when that client sends you the photo of their newborn baby and oh, you see that little face too. and you're just like, you would not be here if it wasn't for homeopathy. And I'm just so glad to see your little face in this world. And um, it's, it's just, gorgeous, it's the, isn't it? It's the yeah. best. I, it's absolutely the best. When I get those photos, when I get the, the clients will send me a photo of the positive pregnancy test and I will just squeal with excitement. And then, you know, you get the belly photos. And then when they send you that first baby photo, it is just magic. Thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it. It was really fun and so educational. And I know the general public is really going to resonate with what you've said today. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, and um, thank you. have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye-bye.